Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, Los Angeles? It's Amanda Seals, and I'm bringing my smart, funny, and black comedy variety game show to your city. Now, these politicians may be trying to act like black culture doesn't exist, but we know that is not the truth because we will be celebrating it May 18th at the Novo in downtown LA like we do at every single show. Click here to grab your tickets at amandaseals.com, and I will see you there with a fist in the air. Smart, funny, and Yes, 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 y'all. Samantha Seals here. And before we get into this delightful episode of Small Doses, I got to tell y'all about a couple things. First off, we got Smart, Funny, and Black at the Novo in Los Angeles on May 18th. And I want to announce our Black Spurts who will be joining us for the show. It is the one, the only, Wayne Brady. And you know him as Urkel or Stefan Urkel. Jaleel White. Yes, they're going to be going head-to-head to be tested in games that test their knowledge of Black culture, Black history, and the Black experience. We also got our live band, the clapbacks, and more. You know what it is. Smart, funny, and black. It's a mix between an HBCU homecoming, a revival, and a cookout. And it's where you want to be on May 18th in Los Angeles. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Also, we got a new little show called Watch With Me on Patreon. Now, first, we did a little episode where y'all got to watch the Bravo show, SWV versus Xscape, Queens of R&B. And we did that just to let y'all know that we got the Candy Barrest episode of Small Doses coming up. Well, you know what? Y'all loved it so much that we are going to do the entire series. So if you want to watch SWV versus I keep saying verses because that's what it ends up feeling like on the show. But if you want to watch SWV at Xscape, Queens of R&B with me, then make sure you subscribe to my Patreon, The Amandaverse, because it is an entertaining watch to watch with me. Last but not least, if you haven't checked out previous episodes of Small Doses this season, make sure you do so. We have had some incredible conversations with some dope guests and some great topics. And it's been really great to see all the commentary happening around the episode. So remember, you can check them out wherever you get your podcasts or you can watch them on YouTube at Amanda Seals. TV. Now let's dive into this episode, part one of Side Effects of Living Out Loud with T.S. Madison. Small doses, self-help from the hip. Small doses, we're talking that shit. Small doses, and keeping it real. Small doses, with me and Nancy Seals. It's so funky. <laughs> All right, audience, y'all already know. Is it on? It's on. Is it on, on, honey? Is this thing recording? It's recording. What's up, YouTube land, Twitter land, Instagram, Snapchat, Brown the Scruff, BGC Jack, Facebook Periscope, and last but not least, every single one of my bitches, Christian Mingle, the lands all across the land. This is your girl, T.S. Madison, and I am coming to you loud, live, and always and forever in color from Small Doses Podcast with Amanda Seals. The the We're here. You see it. Girl. Even Jordy wants in because they already know. So, girl, here's the gag, right? So, when we first came in, my sister told me, because I love Amanda. I was Amanda's fan for a long time. And you know, the last time I, I told you, I was always a fan of yours. But when you gathered Caitlyn... <laughs> Like when, a ponytail. Baby, when you gather her like a very thin, tiny <laughs> ponytail, when you pull her together, I was like, see, now this is my type of girl. <laughs> Right here. Because she needs her cap peel back a time or two. You a know? time or and two. And a time or two, I need my cap peel back. Mm. No, sister, really. Because I'm I'm not perfect. You might need an edge snatch, I but probably, a cap peel back is excessive. Oh, I, I probably need some edge control. That's it. Some edge control. That's it. That's, Just that's a quick little... Ooh, ooh. Ooh, I'm not, ooh, okay. 
That's it. All right. And I feel like you're the kind of person that does that for yourself anyway. Yes, because I don't think that I'm perfect and I don't think I'm above reproach. And there are things that I'm still learning. And I love the fact that the going title of this show is... Side effects. Side effects. Living out loud. Living out loud. When we were trying to come up with, like, what do we want to talk to you about? I was like, you know what? T.S. be living out loud. Which is not something that most people do. And the ones who may think they can do, sometimes realize in real time, they ain't cut. They cut forward and they don't get it. And then, you know, it's crazy. When you live out loud, you've been a star since a kid. And me, I've been a star since some other stuff. But but people don't understand, like, people will clout you. Oh, my gosh. They will clout you for friends. They'll clout you for relationships. They'll just clout you for likes. For likes and stuff. And, like, they will do these things. And, like, you could be with a person. You could really want to genuinely be in like or in love with a person. And they'll be doing that shit for the come up. But what always blows my mind is that it don't even necessarily be for like some big come up. Like, I will never forget finding out that these two chicks were just my friends, my friends, because they didn't have to wait in line to get in the club. And I found this out because they were talking to people that they didn't know were my people, people. And I got a call on the side like, hey, you know, someone, 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 someone. And I was like, yeah. And they was like, they meant your people. They in here talking about they only hang out with you to get in the club. And I'm just like... Did you go over there and beat them up? <laughs> no, but they did not get in the club with me next time. Right. They, they were left in. outside at the door. Right. Clamoring, clamoring, clamoring. <laughs> Meet me at the club. Wait, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't. <laughs> it's not going down. It's actually up and it's stuck. Sister, but I'm telling you, it is so crazy like what people do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like the magnitude of the star that you are and the magnitude of the star that I see so many other people are and the little bit of stuff that I get, I just, I, it's hard. And I don't think people understand how overwhelming it is. It's a burden. Like my, yes. It's a burden. That's the word. It's a burden because you can't live any other way no. and be true to yourself. Oh, and it's like <laughs> your circle has to get so tight. You know how when they tell you when you're young, you got a bunch of friends, when you get older, they get, the circle has to be like, you got to turn around and you got to turn around. And that's the <laughs> that's only it. people. That's it. And then you got to keep your eye on them. It's, How many people you see in here working with me? Right. How many people <laughs> you see with me? You see my my you see my glam and my people. That's listen. That's it. I don't genuinely understand how people actually do feel safe with the entourage. Because it feels like the more people that are there, like the more problems, the more liability. The more liability. Somebody will run down to the tabloids on you if you left a sock on the ground. <laughs> girl, let me tell you about, about, about the bottom of her socks, girl. Like, bitch. That's a messy, dirty That's bitch. A dirty Mess. bitch. You're like, girl, what? Girl, I just, you didn't tell the people that I just pulled my shoe out <laughs> and stepped on the ground and the dirt got out from just then, nope. you know? And I, I'm glad we're talking about, about this because you. there was something that I didn't get a hot water for, but I got some positive feedback and then some negative feedback. Because mm-hmm. I was talking about, there was a trans woman that was on a podcast. I don't really know her name and, I, and I'm not attacking her, you know? You, I already see you putting on. You don't got to do none of that. Like, say what you want to say. Well, I ain't attacking her. And I, I'm not reading her or whatever. I'm just talking in general because there's, there's a lot of people to do. And she was talking about her sexual encounter she had with Kevin Gates. And I've made a post, and my post specifically stated, if you're, you know, not if you're a woman, because as a trans woman, you are a woman, but it's just like, why would you try to sensationalize your sexual encounter? Because when you go to the public as a trans person, 
and you start saying, oh, I had sex with this rapper. I had sex with this celebrity. I had sex with this one. You go forth and you start doing stuff like that, you know, and then the context of it's your trans. Then it becomes... About your transhood being the weapon in the conversation. Because that's what the people that are on the blogs are going to see. Was it framed that way? It sounds like it was framed that way. Well, like no, it what, was a well, gotcha bitch. No, what it was is that she was having a conversation. She was like, yeah, girl, I got some, you know what I'm saying? You know, Kevin Gates took me out. You know, then he started eating me out. And then like, he's like, yeah, wait, you know, what is this? She said he asked her. Like based on her anatomy. Yeah, like he was eating her. And then he asked her like, are you trans? And then she was like, uh, yeah. And you did that. And the social climate that we're in right now with the trans community, yeah, especially my trans women of color. I'm yes. sorry, I don't have a problem with... I- no, but it's like all lives matter and black lives matter. It's like, yes, all trans lives matter. We must acknowledge that black trans women are under attack exponentially in a greater way. That's it. You said it. Shit. And so, ma'am, the black blogs picked this up. The black blogs. And they picked it up because she's trans. Right. If he had just fucked a white bitch, like, they wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah, they probably would have picked it up and it'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's the white bitch give up. But it's a groupie. Like, it's just... Yeah, but now it's, you're trans and you didn't tell him until he started eating your pussy and then you're like, oh, uh, yeah, and then you say he continued to do it. And so... So it's, what are people upset about? Well, because I said that, how can you call yourself a woman and then you sensationalize, you know... The trans part. The trans, like, some mm. of the trans people said two things. One, I was invalidating her being a woman. No, I'm not invalidating that. You know, I'm just talking about the sensationalized part of it. Yeah. That's one. And then two, they were saying that maybe, Madison, how can the girls go forward, like cis women, how can they go forward and tell their horror stories and nobody, you know, scrutinize them? And I'm like, you're, you're missing the picture. Then they were saying, Madison, you're taking up for the DL man. I'm like, no, bro. I don't give a fuck about the DL man. I don't care about the DL man. I don't care. What I'm worried about is... It brings on more violence. Right. Yeah. If no one could see that, I'm like, well, what are you... Well, because we're still in an untrans friendly world. Right. So even though they're right, like the girls who are cisgendered can say whatever. And by the way... They're attacked too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like cisgender women are talking about men and it's like, oh, good job, girl. It's like, Look, why are you running your mouth? You a hoe? Yeah. You a flu out, et cetera. So there's that. But it's also just the reality that like we are not in a trans-friendly world. And unfortunately, there's how things should be and how things are. Right. And we're continuously bridging and working to build that bridge. But that th- I don't think that move necessarily bridges that. No, I don't either. And so me as a living out loud trans mm-hmm. person who is very vocal about sh- stuff well, like that. Well, that's the other thing, too. You're very outwardly like, I am trans. That's it. I know I'm not female. I don't need a person to tell me about biology. I know when I go to the bathroom because I am a preoperative transsexual. So I have not had the SRS and I don't want it. I was going to say, from what I remember you saying, you was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 45 years old. If you, if you ain't going to hit that ass, you don't need to hit my pussy. Shit. <laughs> you don't need to. I mean, the first time I met you, we were in an audition. Yeah. And you let all of us know. Oh, I still got my I still dick. got, that's right. Because I, I, I want you to know that I'm comfortable. Because think you were the first outwardly trans person I met. Yeah, and we was working on a show. Uh, we were auditioning for a show. show. Yeah. But I, now that I think that, I honestly, I'm sure, of course, that I have met other trans people. But, but just, they wasn't outwardly, outwardly no. saying it. And here's the thing, like Beyonce, you know, God, I have this, this one of my flexes, but whatever. Comfortable in my skin. I was comfortable in my skin. 
I'm good. Like what likes me likes me, what don't don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm all right with that. But I'm very nervous about because I used to walk the streets. I used to be into the secular life. I'm not in that anymore. God has blessed me to use the gift of me to make the living that I make. And then when I see this going on, there are still disenfranchised girls. There are still girls out there that are hustling. They're still like, this gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. A man will kill you yes. because of his fragile masculine. He will love you, fuck on you, suck on you, and he will murder you. And then what's the backup? Well, girl, they don't be telling them. They don't be telling them. And I'm like, bro, a lot of us, I would say 80% of us tell the men that we're trans, especially in this climate now. Because I feel like I've always been told, and I want to also say, like, this conversation is not all about this, but since we're here. Yeah. To me, there's still a learning, there's a growth process that's happening. And it's happening in beautiful ways, right? Because there are conversations that just weren't able to have any space to be had. But then there's also feelings like you can't ask questions because you don't want to ask the wrong question and then it be misinterpreted. So I want to make sure that I ask the right question because I feel like I've always been told that it is actually unacceptable to expect a trans person to identify that they are trans to a partner before they are physically involved. Okay. Involved. So here, in your opinion, in my opinion, I don't think that you should walk around like everybody's not as open as me. Yeah, I get it. And I don't think that you should walk around with, ah, I'm trans on your head. Okay. And yeah. if you're in a club or at a bar and a man is talking to you and, you know, he's trying to get to know you, I think that the time that you should disclose that you're trans is like before any sex happens. Because let's say he's talking to you and everything is going well and or, or everything is not going well, I should say. Like, let's say something don't go right. Now he's he can use yeah. your trans like and going out like, oh, that's a trans. That's a tra- yeah. the bad word, the T word. There's mm-hmm. a tranny. That's a, that's, a, that's a he, she, that's a man. You know, because they do that. Yes. So it could go wrong. I just think that it's prior to the sexual encounter for me. I think that's when, when you get down to get real intimate in it, like that's when you should really disclose. I'm going to disclose up front, me, me. I think for some people, the idea is like, this is not my identity. So why do I have to lead with this? Like, this is a part of me, but it is not all of me. Right. And but I then understand that. Right. It's like, I understand that. There's also just kind of like... For safety reasons, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I get it. I'm in a, a bit of a pickle with that. Because, well, for lack of a better term, pickle. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that if you're trans and you're out and you're dating and you meet a person, a man, a gentleman, whatever, whoever in the world, because they're trans men too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you meet a person out and you know, you're know you getting to know them, I do think that early is better than later. But I don't think that you should just lead in like, hey, y'all, I'm trans, unless... That's you. Unless that's, unless that's who you unless, are. Because that's who I am. Hey, y'all, I'm trans. Yeah. Because I don't need all the other stuff. Because you're going to suck this dick or you're not. But That's just how it is for it's... me. I don't need to lead you down the road of then, <laughs> then I'm over here. God, he's such a good man. He's so, he's so sweet. He, I want to see that real raw because I tell ladies this all the time. I get to see the unfiltered man. The man that they meet later on when the divorce comes. I get to meet that man at the door. Well, because the other part of it too is that there just is a reality that people are deceptive in general. Yeah. 
people do not lead with like who they really are, right. right? And so if you're leading with your heart forward, but then you have this piece of you that you are keeping to yourself, but they're not necessarily leading with their heart forward. They're leading with whatever they feel like they need to do to fuck you. Do you know how many men I wish that I could have got a warning for? Like, Ma'am. this nigga gonna do this, he gonna do that, he gonna do this. It's, it's, I would have definitely left it at high. I've always thought of Black media as a place where we are represented and also protected, as a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality, but on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and belligity Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I think that there's something to be said for, and this is even greater for trans women, there's something to be said for like, you get to a certain age and you just live out loud in general because you are like, I don't want to deal with the fake you. Yeah. I want to see how the real you is reacting to the real me. Right. And that saves all of us time. Yeah. And so I think that's like a whole other level. I can imagine if you are a trans person, because this is also a world that is very much like, oh, now you're that. Oh, now we can't. Yeah, fuck now with we you. can't fuck with you. But I think for safety reasons, you know, I don't think that you should walk around with trans on your head. But it's up to your discretion because you have to deal with the, the repercussions of, of whatever happens. Yeah. But my thing with that Kevin Gates situation is just like, girl. Bro, sus, whatever, ma'am, girl, this is a place in a black block. We are already in a bad space in the black. There is a huge divide. And it's really like deep, deep, deep divide. Deep. It's deep and wide. Trust. And And that doesn't help. No. And she's not going to be dealt with by the black blogs. No. Because if it was a black trans woman, oh, they, oh, God, they'd have been, they'd they have want to pitch, uh, 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 kill her, yeah. <laughs> you kill your team, witch hunt, yes, get your pitchforks, get your pitchforks, burn it down. Kevin Gates is a man, you, you deceived him. Mm. All of y'all do is deceive, and that's what you all do. And it's like, lady, you mm. sat here and you, and I was so, I'm gonna be honest. I was so mad when I sat and watched it because I was like, bitch, do you not see what's going on in the fucking world? 
like right now, like these people are making laws to terrorize us. Do you not see what the fuck is going on? And this type of shit, like the black vote matters. Say it again. The black vote matters. All the black votes. All of them. (laughs) And so a black person seeing a person in Congress or Senate, whatever, running and their campaign slogan is kill the trans, burn the, the fag, whatever it is. And... They see that at the top of the bill, but they don't see all the little writing, the fine, that, print. the fine print that also affects them. Right. Well, you're going to press that vote for, I'm going to vote you in because he, that person is running on some stuff. They got my back because I don't like them trans either. And you just voted both of us away. Yes. And that's my whole campaign. Like, girl, this stuff be at the top. You don't see that this shit is at the top. But you are included in the bottom. Yes. (laughs) But I think that is part of why you are so needed as someone who lives out loud because you'll say the things, right? You'll say the thing. Like, even though there are people that came at you for this, that disagreed with you, I think ultimately your point of view is holistic and it is not simply just dogging her, but it's considering how everybody factors in to the big picture of this. Yes. All the trans... All the black people, like, bro, it's it's crazy. Do you not see what's going? Have you not woke up and saw the news or was you just getting your pussy ate by Kevin Gates? So to pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Were you always someone who was like this? Like, were you always an exuberant, like, big mouth, big voice person? Yeah. I was. I used to get a lot of whoopings because I said everything I felt. I would get a whooping all the time. I, you can't say that. <laughs> Wah, boo. You can't, I would always get whoopings because I just said it. Because I felt it. And I'm a person that always went back and checked myself. Sometimes like, ooh, shit. Mm, maybe I said too much. Maybe I said too much. Or maybe I said it the wrong way. Right, 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 right. Like, it was the truth. But, it's but the it wrong, didn't have to it cut did, it like that. It didn't have that. to do that. I didn't have to do that. So, y'all, forgive me for that shit. I'm sorry. But I meant what I fucking said. There's that. Because you're like that. Yes. Like, I meant it. I could have said it with a bit more honey. But Girl, I see you are deaf. That's why I love you, because you're that way. Like, you eat. But you, I understand where you're eating from. I get where you're coming from. Like, you might go in harsh. You might go in with a pitchfork. You didn't, might, didn't mean to stab them that deep, but you want to just get their attention. Yes. Like, bro, and- do you not see why I'm stabbing you because this house is on fire? I need you to come put the fire out. Yes. Not add to it. You get me. I do. That's why I love you too. I love you. I always have. I always have. Girl, I'm telling you, when you gathered that fucking Caitlyn Jenner, who I, for every moment, feels needs to be gathered up. You know. Because she is like. Well, I think she's an op. I and do I don't too. mean And I don't mean pre-op or post-op. I don't either. She's <laughs> a fucking op. I think she's an op. And I think ultimately. A plant. Yes. I think she was put in place to undermine the work that so many of y'all have been doing. And it's like the black folks. The, it's, she's she's the trans version of a coon. She's a troon. Yeah, she's a Candace Owen. <laughs> she's a troon. I don't know who that is. I don't know her. I don't know her. But Caitlyn Jenner, she is a troon. Uh, I, don't, I don't know her. I don't. But sister, do you see what I'm saying? So you get why I feel the way I feel. Like, bro... Why are you, ma'am, that is, 
And it, People at this point, the internet has made it so that everyone really feels like they're just talking to themselves, I feel, a lot of times. And I can tell you, like, as someone who lives out loud, it took some time for me to realize that I'm talking into my phone and I'm in my house by myself and I'm blah, 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 blah. But people who are receiving this, I'm in their house and they're just receiving me talking solely to them. Mm -hmm. And so it created this persona for me that I didn't even intend to mm -hmm. because they were like, a man is always angry. A man is always yelling. A man is, because when I'm upset about something, I'm just talking to my phone and then they think I'm talking to them. And so literally when I got to the real, it became this whole thing like, oh, Amanda's confrontational. I was like, when y'all see me confrontational with somebody? Oh, uh, because they saw you just expressing how you feel. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm not talking to a get, person. I'm talking, I'm just, I'm just opening up my phone. <laughs> yeah. This is the same they way with me. Like, I would open up. My whole career is built off of me opening up my phone, just expressing the way I feel. Yes. You receive from the antenna? Yeah. Like, these are antennas. Yeah. And here you and go. And there you go. And, like, I'm not talking to one person in particular. I'm, like, picking up, you know, you just vent into your phone. Yes. Because you, it's in you, and you it's just got to let it out. out of you. And you're not really mad at nobody. you just like, you know what? <laughs> It's passion. It's, I'm so sick of this shit that's going on. Like, you're not mad. You just... Well, you care. You, yeah. You that's care. What it is. It's caring. It's love. It's represented in this way. And also, like, at a certain point, you start to learn that, like, anger presents in a number of different ways. And when it's like that, it's fear. Because mm -hmm. you're like, this is really where we at? Yes. Ooh. Oh, that shit makes me so mad. And I get so mad. At stuff like that's outside of trans stuff. Like I get mad at stuff like like black people. What what we you know I love us, but I wish we loved us. us. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. No, I really I wish we loved us. Yeah, man. When we talk about, you know, reparations, like I feel like there's so many people who would get in the way of reparations because they're like, you don't deserve reparations. You don't deserve reparations. And I'm like, why is what? So my comment to that is I always feel that certain black people don't want rights. They want privilege. They want to move the white man over to do exactly what the white man has been doing. They want to have the authority to do that. I watch it with television programming. Name an example. Well, there's lots of television programming out right now. And I love that a lot of things are Black-owned and Black-operated. But also, we have to deprogram Black people from... How do I... I like... I, like When I tell y'all, fuck what you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know to, what you're talking we about. We have to deprogram Black people from liking... Bitch! Bitch! Okay, it's good that everybody makes a million fucking dollars. They don't actually make a million fucking dollars. There's that part. They don't. The come up is not zero to 100 real quick. It's just that they're quantifying fame as collateral. And that. it's it's not. You see me doing them. You see, you see me doing the <laughs> Sophia rock. Oh, I sat in that jail. Oh, I sat in that jail. I'm about damn near rot. Mm. You see me. But sister, you also hear me and you feel me. I do feel you because like, that's the real. You, gotta like, you have to. Unprogram. Our souls are sold for cheap. Swap meat prices. I'm not going to be on... I'm sorry. Maybe I won't be on television long all the time. I'm not busting you in the head with no bottle on TV. My nigga, I did not mm -mm. work for three years because it had got so popping 
all of the reality TV was the only thing. And these agents was like, if you're not willing to act crazy or be hypersexual, you can't work. Like that was the, that was what I was told. Like, you're not going to work. And I was like, but I'm a poet. They're like, don't nobody want no poetry shit. Take that crap. And we're still in it. I mean, I told Mona Scott to her face, you're a villain. I told her to her face, you're about, a villain. What about Zeus Network? I don't even know about Zeus Network. What's happening at Zeus Network? I, I mean, the cra- the cray Sean and, and the, the, yeah. the blue face. Yeah. Yeah. The crew face. I mean, listen, I respect and, and uh, uh, <clears throat> I respect and I give them their props <laughs> for being black owned, black operated. And I watched the interview with the CEO. Is it Lim- Lemuel? Lemmy? Lemmy? Okay. I watched an interview with him he did on Fox Soul, you know, and uh, he was saying that, that he has created content that black people don't pay attention to. Like he said, they don't like, and I'm like, well, you got to force it. So that's the part. I really feel like it's a cop out when we say like, this is the content that black people don't. So for, I'm a, I'm an example, right? Like I'm not going to make that, but as an independent creator, I also have to support myself through my creativity. Right. So we have to sometimes tweak and hone and move things around to find the way that we can most authentically connect with our audience Mm -hmm. without insulting our audience, right? right? And that isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do, Mm -hmm. but it just requires some effort. And I feel like that's what really boils down to. Like, folks don't want to spend the money to figure that out. They'd rather just say, you know what? Screw it. Let's just give them. Boring. That's let's boring. give them the Hennessy. Let's yeah, just give them the boring. Hennessy. It's boring. And now it was just like set cameras up, fight. That's easier. And they will tell themselves, well, that's what they want. We're just giving them what they want. Well, that's the same argument that drug dealers make, right? I mean, they gonna do it from somebody else. They gonna smoke it from somebody else. Well, if none of y'all was here, they wouldn't, because they wouldn't even have the option, right? So again, I personally feel like certain black people they don't want rights they want privilege because if you can sit in that seat and you can be the puppeteer that, that's great you don't want to be puppeted but as long as you're the puppeteer and then you get in those places and you're like uh you know what we don't want any of that trans stuff over there we don't want any of that that gay stuff we don't need to learn about any of that we don't need any of that they don't fuck their history too well that was weird when the satan down in florida right was like, okay, I'm going to put a kibosh on this African-American history AP course. Mm-hmm. And then word got out that there was a line item that just said, you know, LGBT queer studies mm-hmm. within the African-American historical experience. That was enough for so many black people to be like, oh, well, then he, ha- he got to cut it out. He, you're right. He was right. We can't have the black gays. I'm like, without the black gays. Speak on it. We wouldn't have had the March on Washington. We wouldn't have had Langston Hughes. We wouldn't have Audre Lorde. We wouldn't have a lot of the hip hop because a lot of these rappers is gay too. Oh. We wouldn't have fashion. Okay? We wouldn't have a lot of the AAVE that we are all utilizing. So I think it's an exercise in cognitive dissonance to think that you could just simply excise an entire part of our community <laughs> and say they don't deserve to be spoken about when you are studying a cumulative history and analysis of the African-American contribution to this nation. You can't do it. And it leads right back to me saying that at the top of the bill, that's anti, see how it rolled that's right a perfect, back? Yes. Right. At the top of the bill. So y'all say, was willing to cut off your nose and spite your, your faces. Face. Mm-hmm. 
and say, you know what? If they was going to talk about the gay folks in the class and they don't need the class altogether. So you just, okay, so if I get this straight, you'd rather them not talk about you or you or us or them at all if they was going to talk about this group. What? And it goes back to you saying, to us saying, black folks, I wish we loved us. <laughs> I do, us. us. Because we are so often the most offended at people who live out loud. I've always thought of Black media as a place where we are represented and also protected. As a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality. But on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and belligity Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I was watching the Tennessee State House. Of course, Tennessee has made it their mission to undermine the existence and make it incredibly difficult to live as a trans person, as a drag queen, et cetera, within the state of Tennessee. And Mississippi. And Mississippi. And Texas. I mean, we can go And on. Arkansas. So there's these two congressmen in Tennessee State of Representatives, and they are not for play. Right. Okay? And they're like, listen... We not going to let this go down. Like, we're fighting. Like, this is the way it needs to happen. We're going to not, like, be quiet about this. We're going to keep our voices raised, et cetera. And what ends up happening is that you have two black elders in the house who tell them, you need to have some decorum. Y'all need to be quiet. Y'all are doing too much. And I'm just, I'm, I'm like, when are we going to actually acknowledge, like, the world that we're actually living in? What, what? What what is the version of of Tennessee that y'all are in where black people need to be quiet? Right. We need to be as loud as possible. And I think when I hear people say things like, you know, we be loud for everybody else, but everybody else don't be loud for us. That's a hard one for me. I don't think that we're loud for everybody else. I think black people in general, particularly in America, have a special connection to injustice mm -hmm. and we just don't fucks with it mm -hmm. we and so we're loud about it mm -hmm. but when i look at you how do you feel like 
being this person that you are, how do you feel like that has hindered you? How do you feel that has helped you? Well, one, the louder you are, the more of a, a, again, a, target. a target, like you are a target. And like, you know, you get targeted for things like everything that I say, like sometimes I'm just expressing myself on my page. Mm-hmm. Yes. On, right. In, in my your spa- space. My, in my space. And they'll take my stuff and then they'll sens- they will sensationalize it. You know, the shade room does that to me a lot. I had to ask the shade room to stop posting me. I mean, I say ask, but it was a demand. <laughs> they do that to me a lot. And it's like, you know the audience that you have. Mm-hmm. And you know if I say something like this, what it's going to incite. And you know that my words are very much, you know, I'm for my people. I'm for my Black people. I'm for my trans people. I'm for my people. Yeah. And you know that this stuff is sensitive. Yes. You don't post anything, any movie I'm in, any show, any play, any you don't post any of that. So Ma'am. you have these people thinking that I'm looking for clout. Yes! Like, you, like this is all you've invested your time in yeah. is waiting for you to say something that Shade Room will pick up. Right. When you don't post any of the things that I'm actually doing in the world. There are people that think I am... An Instagram video maker. Girl. (laughs) When, by the way, I don't make money from Instagram. Like, you don't see me with ads on Instagram. But that's because, like, spaces like that, like, they will diminish you into this little Mm -hmm. box Mm -hmm. and not acknowledge the great things that you're doing, the ways that you're contributing to culture, or the ways that you're contributing to society. Like, and I feel like that's such a disservice to their viewership, too. Yes, it is. Again, it's privilege. (sighs) not rights it's privilege how could you own a black space that commands a black audience and then you don't uplift the black the way it should be uplifted now if you paid them oh hey right because there's definitely been folks on there that I'm like who the fuck is you (laughs) cause I done googled and it's like who the fuck is little little potato chip who is that (laughs) they solved it well who who at? What song Lil Potato but I, Chip? But I'm but Lil Potato Chip is on my timeline All every up and day. Down. Just a crotch it. Lil Potato Chip got a new song out. It's called Lays It Down. <laughs> With a B side, no the ripples. B-side. Lays it down, no ripples, <laughs> no ridges. No ridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even though there may be a hindrance for you, particularly in living out loud, you have been successful in like maneuvering through spaces and reaching those that want to hear. I wasn't even going to say that. But sister, here's the thing. If you can get one person, it's like a virus. If I can reach and change, not change, because I'm not trying to change. I'm just trying to give you the open. But by the way, speaking of virus, you can also listen to the first time that T.S. Madison was on Small Doses and it was side effects of COVID-19. Ooh, baby. Because <laughs> we was in the house. <laughs> we outside, that bitch. <laughs> we outside! We outside! We outside! You know? No, but, but what I was going to tell you, though, you have a gift of alchemy. Because you can turn... Wait, she said I'm a witch? <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want to take it that way. No. Don't let my mom see that because she's probably thinking I'm over here doing... Well, you have the gift of being able to turn things into what you need them to be. 
You know, I feel like that's something that you learn how to do when you live out loud mm-hmm. or else you are just like beat down, beat down, beat down. So you have to think like, how do I take this and actually turn it into something positive? They're trying to twist it. They're trying to darken and tarnish. But how do I use this as an opportunity for me to educate? How do I use this as an opportunity for me to, you know, kind of inspire some different types of thoughts? Because to your point, you don't need a million people. You, you just need quality. And that disperses because one thing that will happen you see your influence girl i see your influence hmm. <laughs> you don't think i see you talking then other things sprout up and i'm like now you know that girl's over there whooping ass about this and now y'all over here doing it kind of like the way they do us black folks on tiktok right yeah like bitch you don't <laughs> we you hoes know how to do it <laughs> that's j-lo job bitch <laughs> Girl, and now y'all, now all y'all, all right, y'all just like the Puerto Rican, Rickon. I hear Rick Puerto Rican so much, it's, it's only a few people tag me, but I'm like, you motherfuckers don't know that that's my voice all up and through there. Listen, I start seeing people say, okay, polka dots. I start seeing people say, oh, you know, black women know how to give compliments. We just look at you and say what we see on you. I said that sounds so familiar. And listen, I'm not saying that that isn't something that any of us haven't noticed, of course, but I stood on a stage and I turned it into content and I turned it into a craft and delivered it. So then when you come after and do that, well, it it looks like you stole my package. Yeah. <laughs> I see you on the ring. This is plagiarism, you know, but here's the thing. That's part of living out it's loud. It's a part though. of living out loud that, that things will be taken from you yeah. and, and you won't get the credit for it. It'll be taken from you. Do you get flattered when you see that, though? Do you turn it into flattery? I'm learning to do that. I'm learning to do that. In pro- we I'm, are in process. Yeah. Me too. I'm learning. I'm learning. Because at first, I was like, you motherfucker. What, my lord? Did we trade uh-huh. my <laughs> How dare you? Did you yes. trade my... And then when, we, when, when they finally let... <clears throat> I'm not going to read, but I'm just going to say something. You know, I'm out here because I was at the GLAAD Awards. Okay. And the movie that I'm in, Bros, won a Glad Media Award. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, Billy Eichner. No, yeah, Billy Eichner. Eichner. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was. A, I'm a presenter this year. Fab. Yeah, Glad has been going on for 34 years. This is my first time. And are you supposed to be proud of that? Because that's what folks like to do. They like to be like, oh, wow, my first time. When I did my special on HBO, I was only the second black woman to have a stand-up comedy special in 10 years. And people were like, oh, and I was like, this nah, is... Uh-uh. You, you know what you got to say? Why? Why? This is not prideful, it's shameful. Right. Here's the thing, too. I'm also the first black transgender woman to ever executive produce and star in her own reality television series. I was happy about that, but I also was like, why? why? Yeah. At this point, when you break a barrier... From a place of just blackness, it's like you feel good, but then you really are like, why? And people will tell you, like, why do y'all need more? Why are you just happy with what y'all got? And it's like, because if there's still barriers needing to be broken down, then we don't have enough. Right. There's that. And it's not like the barrier is being broken by a flood either. It's you. Pushing, <laughs> pushing. And then here's another thing. You know what happens when you get be the first? Oh, I ain't supporting that shit because they don't look like me. I ain't. No, I'm nobody. I'm, this boy, stuff is boring. This is tired. I ain't fucking with that from your own people. Because of the haters? They're just being haters? Well, it's just because, you know, 
And what <laughs> that 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 answers your question why? Because when the support supposed to come from where they expect it to come from, it don't. And once they see stuff like that, they make it difficult for others to come because they they rested on the back of one. Yep. And that's what our people have not grasped yet. The reason why we don't see an influx of because when the one happens, you turn your back on it. I was on the, now I'm glad I'm here to address this. I was on the red carpet at GLAAD. Okay. Whoever this black person is at Access Hollywood, I think they were LGBT. Black, black kind of stout, bald, whatever. Oh, I just, um, I was just talking about his face ass the other day. Hold on. Kev, Kev, Kevin. I don't uh, know his name. I didn't. I never know. I'm going to have it for you in 2.2. Hold if on. If you show me a picture. Yep. It's a black man at Access Hollywood. Let me just put black Access Hollywood black man. Black host. There it is. Access Hollywood. I, don't, I hope we ain't talking about the same one. I hope. God, please don't let it be. Was he good to you? No. Hmm. It was very much so. You know how you walk the carpet to do press? Yes. You know they do these things like Oh. Like they're busy doing something else. Wow. Until the white girl comes up and like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. Ah. I was like, and I looked over there and, and other people in the press is like, wow. You know, who I, who I started doing press with going down the line. It was very much so like I didn't exist. Now, what do you think that was attributed to? How much of that do you think is like him being transphobic? No, I think it's just like people just like, oh, I don't, I don't. A lot of people don't like the way that you rose to your stardom. Kevin your, Frazier. Let me see him. I don't know. It's, it may not be him. It may not. I don't know. Okay. Because he had done an interview with um, when that Sharon Osbourne situation happened at the top and she was showing her whole racist ass. Mm -hmm. He did this like very softball interview with her where he made her feel safe and then tagged me in it. And we had to have an aside and I scathed Why do him. black men make white women feel safe? I like to think that it must be in the DNA because I know a lot of black men that don't, but I know that it is a very common occurrence that they're like, dun, da, da, da. A, cape, a cape is pulled out from nowhere. Right. I got to save Miss Seeley. Yeah. No, not Miss Seeley, Miss Sally. I got Sally. to save Miss Sally. Sally. So, okay, Kevin, you're off the hook this time. For, I don't got to come for you this I don't time. Know I don't know if it's here. But so it, he turned his back. And act as if. You do, and and my glam person looked. We looked at each other. You know, there's those, mm -hmm. you know, those talks. We looked at you like, girl, you see that? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell you a bit of lie. That stuff hurts when it comes from your people. You news media people that are black. You news media people that are LGBTQ, whatever. How many other the fucking letters is in that shit? You motherfuckers, that stuff hurts because it's not many of us walking down that carpet. And how dare you take that moment to... To diminish me. Yeah. And I slide right over here and, and white folks. There oh, you God, T.S., I love you. You know, And I'm like, bro, this is... Bro, this is crazy. I hear you. I commend you, though, because... Well, one, you're vocal about your hurt. And I think that's a testament to you living out loud, right? Yeah. Like, there is nothing arrogant about this. I'm not hurt that you didn't interview me. I'm hurt that you're black and you did that. 
It's not about me being on Access Hollywood because I don't give a fuck. Because somebody from one of them white bitches from Access Hollywood will hit me and uh, communicate with me. So I don't. It's, it's just it's you. And you. It's you. You're black and you do. This, and, you, and I think he's gay. Listen, gay gay. when I got kicked out of the black Emmys party, like if I had got kicked out of any other Emmys party, I would have been like, I can't believe these white people kicked me out of this party. When I got kicked out of the black Emmys party by a black woman for the sole reason of I don't like you, even though I've not done anything to you, that hurt me internally. So you feel me? One thousand percent. Like that hurt me in a way that I was not prepared for. Yeah. Because then it feels like, well, this was supposed to be home and getting kicked out of your house is very different than getting kicked out of someone else's house. Correct. And it's like I walked out and that was the start of the press. And so what did you do from that point forward? Like, did you gather yourself? I, I had to. It took me a second. But when I got to the black media, to the rest of the black media that was down, because you know they... It starts out. Yep, yep. And yep. the black media was down this way. You know how it goes. I know how it goes. And For so, y'all who don't know how it goes. Right. So, and the black media is down this way. And the other black media embraced. was like, Good. yes, I love you. Good. And I had to share with them. I had to thank them. I thanked them and I gave them the longer interviews. There you go. I gave them the longer interviews. I thanked them for their existence for, you know, doing this because you don't know that, that shit. And I talked about him down there. I said, whoever that motherfucking Nick, so whenever y'all see the press, they may have the bleeps and stuff, whoever that fat gay nigga down yeah. there at Access Hollywood, Hollywood, whatever the fuck one of them Hollywood, one of them white folks shit, who whichever one of them niggas is down there, you tell that nigga that I whoop his ass outside. Because <laughs> I know y'all know that motherfucker down there. Right. And I didn't want to act black on these people copyright. 34 years, this is my first time here. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to. You know what though? Don't even say I didn't want to act black on these people carpet. Because right, the way me. they act is so goddamn they, yeah, okay, ridiculous. Well, let me so retread. That's not I didn't want to niggerize your ass over here. Okay. I ain't want to tap on your door like, puss asshole, you, what, what are you giving, bitch? I didn't want to do that. And then, and then them folks be over there like, oh God. <laughs> Here they go. Here they go. We knew it. Bitch, you started this shit. <laughs> they just let your Uncle Tom ass in at the door, ho. The fuck? <laughs> ho, bitch. <laughs> Sister, I was angry and it was not because I wanted to be on It was like, no, you it's not an ego thing. So I don't want y'all out there that's watching this to be like, oh, girl, they, they didn't give her no, because is she going to be? No, that ain't because of that. No. It's because 34 years, you know, because I know a lot of colored folks watch this program because she reaches a lot of color folks just so y'all color folks can understand right okay lbgtqia it includes us but at the end down there people don't understand this i don't know why people don't understand this because that's always where we are at the end down you didn't see how I said even the press. At, even at the glad press. Like you didn't see how I said the press. It was this nigga right here. And then I met white for white for white for white for white for white. Got all over that black down there. And Billboard was around the corner, who I love. Oh, God, I wish I'm I surprised they had Billboard around the corner. Billboard was around there, but it was at the other part of the car. Oh, God, I loved that interview I did with Billboard. I loved it. But it, it, was, it was black. Okay. Celebrated me, whatever. But Billboard was way bigger than that shit at the beginning. They should have had that at the beginning. But sister, I was hurt because I'm like, bro, you you mean to tell me just because they done gave you a piece of fried chicken? <laughs> you think you tough? You think you special? 
Because they don't move you from all the way down here. Because they don't move you. But even in that, I'm really like, what does that have to do with you? Sometimes a lot of my own LGBTQ people, they don't like how I rose to being a star. Because whether you like it or not, I'm a star. You that whether is, you, that whether is you fucking, without question. Whether you like it or not, I'm a motherfucking star. And a lot of you hoes that be down there talking about who is this, who this, y'all know. The question is, who is you? Because, bitch, I'm out here doing things in the world. Not to say that, that because I'm doing things in the world that I'm better than these people, but like you're not going to diminish my presence as no. being a star. They love like, well, girl, you, these social media, these D-list celebrities. Okay, well, which, which list celebrity is you? But what is their issue with how, like... Well, the issue be, it's because I'm live, loud, black trans woman who say what the fuck and also because I've done adult films and things loudly and I'm loud about the things that I have done like because I'm not going to let you hold that over hold a skeleton over me and be like well girl you know since you out there doing movies for NBC Universal do they know you doing this no they don't got to do yeah they know because I told them (laughs) listen people have a problem with the way you rise because they don't want to get up Talk to them. People have a problem with the way you rise because they don't want to get up or they don't know how to get up. I got up by being my motherfucking self. Same. That's it. You've built an entire multimedia empire at this point, right? You are doing a number of different things based on your point of view. That is what living out loud has been for you. I think it's more than just living out loud in your sexuality, living out loud in your gender. It's just living out loud as yourself. As myself. As myself. Unapologetic. I don't give a damn if you don't like because I did adult films. Bitch, I had to eat. And don't be mad at me. Be mad at the system because I wanted to get up and go to work every day. Right. But bitch, I couldn't go. I'm 45. So you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, they went, it's it was worse than it is now. No, don't come in here with that. No, you can't come here like that. You're gonna offend everybody else around you. Bitch, I don't give a damn about the people. <laughs> Let me get my job. <laughs> I've always thought of black media as a place where we are represented and also protected as a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality. But on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and bliggity Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So where are you right now in your like self-love journey? Oh, I love me. I, I love me because, you know, I... I'm going to share something very personal with you. I had got into a relationship with a person that turned out to be a narcissist. And I didn't know what a narcissist is is until I ran across. And I don't know how the spirit made me run across the video. And I was like, oh, my God. I was checking down the list. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, and then, because I, I was doubting myself, I was going through like, like, like but damn, damn, you you trying to have all these people, these bitches ain't even on my level. And, you, mm-hmm. and I'm got and you questioning. questioning, and it was a lot of like emotionally not there. And it was like, like well, where was this the person push that and I the met? Pull and the, yeah. Where was this person? Where was this person I met? Where'd they go? Where he at? And then I, when I'm looking at it, like the, when, they, when it broke it down, it's like, this person never existed. Nope. And so, I had asked myself, like, why did that happen to me in a place in my life? Even, oh gosh, so I'm finna give you the tea. Give me the tea. Even when the Beyonce stuff came out, like that was supposed to be a happy, 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 high moment for me. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with that shit. Isn't that what they do? They somehow manage to suck the joy out of the spaces that you have created for yourself. I was dealing with that shit. When the movie Bros was coming out and I was doing all my press run and press stuff, I was dealing with that shit. And so how did you deal with it? Because that's not... No, it's not. Easy. Like, people think like, oh, well, you out here smiling, so everything is all good. It's like, well, that's just, that's the job. That's the job. It wasn't. It was, you go to your hotel room and you you sit on your, on your sofa, you're like, well, what, how the fuck did I let myself, with as confident and strong as you are, like, how the fuck did I let myself get into this? How did you? <gasps> I know we did that to you. But you want to know the answer to that question, right? Don't you? And what you think I'm about to do is tell you that you got to go to the Patreon to catch it. But no, no, that's not what I'm going to do this time. No, this time we're going to give you the rest of that question and more when we come back next week with Side Effects of Living Out Loud Part 2 with the great and awesome T.S. Madison. Mm -hmm. 